What up? Welcome to the show. It is Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you on this Thursday. Okay, before we can get to Perloff's against the grain, which he has the NFL move that one team has to make that nobody's talking about, we do have to set up or still have not heard anything about the peanut butter challenge. Perloff has really just like announced to the group that he was going to eat a jar of peanut butter. Now I don't remember (laughs) even how it started. You were going to eat a jar of peanut butter. How did this start? I don't remember. I had it in my brain how it started the other day. Maybe because Bryce Young had to put on a ton of weight really fast. Maybe that was it. And you were going to, you're like, no, I eat peanut butter. I'll eat a whole jar. It's like, that's disgusting. Like, no, I'll do it. And then here we are with a 16 ounce jar of peanut butter on our set. Now the problem was we just sort of, willy-nilly, you know, Perloff and I get excited about stuff and we just like, for we just don't run it by anybody or whatever and we think first and then, you know, well, ask I, forgiveness. I actually blame you because it, it still reminded me, it started when we were talking about the Big 12 tournament and the food that they were going to have there and oh. peanut butter was one of the items or something. Okay. So it, yeah. it. it started from the Big 12 basketball tournament. Right, they've got a whole new slew of items. Or, yeah. Okay, so Perloff and I, we get excited about something. We're like a you know, beg for forgiveness rather rather than ask for permission kind of show. And it got us in yeah. trouble this time because our boss, Mike Eskin, saw us on social media saying Perloff's going to eat a jar of peanut butter day. And he's like, guys, <laughs> what are you doing? Got to run this through HR. Got to run this through legal. So we're at a bit of a standstill right now. And it's given us a, a, a minute to just catch our breath and also start negotiating maybe some other terms for Perloff if this indeed goes through. All right, we're all up to speed on what's going on. Let's get to Perloff's against the grain. Against the grain. Okay, I'm going to give you three trades that have to happen, Maggie. They have to. Have to. And I think one of these could, (laughs) which I guess is kind of underselling it. But I think this is the the first one and the one that people are killing me for on social media. The Minnesota Vikings are going nowhere with Kirk Cousins, who I love. I'm a big fan of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I had a 20-minute discussion about Disney World with him at the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's kind of dads we are. Something tells me his experience at Disney World a little different than yours. Not that different. Really? It's Kirk Cousins. Wow. He has $200 million in the bank and drives a minivan. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has none of the trappings of having any of that money. Yeah, now that you mention it. So who needs a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, who has a Super Bowl-ready team out there? Lots of teams. Well, really Super Bowl-ready. Really. Oh, the 49 oh, The 49ers. No. Who does Kyle Shanahan love more than anyone? Kirk Cousins from Washington. He loves him some Kirk Cousins. It's a classic Shanahan quarterback. So they need a veteran because Trey Lance isn't ready. Brock Purdy hasn't even undergone surgery yet, so we don't know when he'll be ready. Kirk Cousins is obviously a good fit. They're even talking about Matt Ryan there, another Shanahan quarterback. So bringing Kirk Cousins, great. So you have to trade for him for Minnesota. What do you need to give up? Minnesota has been addressing, they have to extend Kirk Cousins to lower his cap number. Okay. He's a free agent after next season. So do you really want to extend Kirk Cousins? I don't think that Minnesota is going anywhere. I think they're in NFL limbo, which is a bad place to be. So instead of extending Cousins, why don't you trade him to San Francisco, get Minnesota native Trey Lance, local boy. Then oh, you get, wow. who's only 22, by the way, two years in. Then you get a draft pick. And San Francisco has... A million defensive players. Get a good defensive player. So Minnesota gets a haul, and San Francisco gets Kirk Cousins. They probably have to renegotiate the contract a little bit, but he's not that expensive, and I think that team 
Kirk Cousins in San Francisco has a chance to go somewhere. I don't see them going anywhere in Minnesota. Listen, I get why it would make sense from San Francisco's point of view. Like, yes, they would gladly ship out Trey Lance at this point where Lance has been hurt. You have no idea what he is. But I don't think if I'm Minnesota, I don't think I'm going nowhere. Like, they just came off a season where they were 13-4. and four. Now, we know that record was a little hollow, and they lost in the playoffs in embarrassing fashion to the New York Giants at home. But I think they can convince themselves, like, hey, we have Justin Jefferson, so we have the best wide receiver in the NFL. going to extend him. I can't put Trey Lance with him. That's like parking the Ferrari in the garage. Like, we don't even know if Trey Lance can throw on the NFL level. Well, sign a veteran. You know, Trey Lance is, again, very young. So sign a veteran, do what San Francisco's doing. And yeah, that market's getting kind of expensive. And who am I getting? Someone who's going to be like Jimmy G. Like who? Who? Uh, a Baker Mayfield type. Indoor. It's not that hard to play quarterback there. Kevin O'Connell's very offense friendly for quarterbacks. I don't. I don't love it from the Minnesota side of things. Love That's it for fun. San Francisco. Gosh, it's funny on Twitter. I I put this out to get a feeler. Yeah. Every single person was. Minnesota said we would do this in a heartbeat. San Francisco said no thanks. Really? Yeah. But, but people know about the I, Shanahan love for Cousins, right? They're very open about well, it. Well, I put it in Trey Lance, a good defense player, and a future first. Well, that's the thing. San Francisco, do they even have a first this year? They don't this year. Future first. Future first. That, if it was this year's first, it would be this year's first. Yeah, but right. yeah. Uh, and people thought that was way too much for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is kind of... In a little bit of a spot where he's like a free agent. Like who basically everyone's saying who wants to pay him now. Yeah, I mean a first round pick with cousins does not seem right. Yeah, Minnesota's an interesting spot. They were really neutral yesterday about whether they're gonna extend him, which they would have to do right now. They're they're negotiating. Five more years of cousins in Minnesota really feels it's not you know, five more years. They gave him a one year deal last year. Yeah, but they're gonna have to extend him now to get that cap number down. I mean, you you're committing to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but maybe like some dummy year. I get it. Like, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to win a Super Bowl. But if I'm Minnesota, I probably don't feel like I can take that kind of risk. Okay, what's your no, second I, probably, I don't think Kirk Cousins is signing for one more year. I think he's he's got to sign, too. And he's got enough money. Okay, second one. And this one's out there a lot. Jalen Ramsey is probably going to be either traded or yep. I don't think it's going to happen, but he could get cut by the Rams. They're not going to pay him. He's a little bit older. They're, everybody wants Jalen Ramsey. I mean, my Philadelphia Eagles certainly want him. Your Buffalo Bills want him. I think the most likely scenario, and this isn't, I just think this could happen. I think Jerry Jones is sick of sitting on the sidelines and letting the big names sign everywhere. I think this is the one where he bites. Wow. They, they really need a cornerback. Listen, I, I'm not making this up. You know, yeah. A lot of people are speculating the Cowboys are going to make a move for Jalen Yeah, but Ramsey. everyone puts the Cowboys in everything. Yeah, they do, but yeah. this one makes so much sense because their defense, with Micah Parsons rushing the pass or Trayvon Diggs on one side, Jalen Ramsey would feast in this situation. I, I think you all of a sudden you have a real wow. Super Bowl defense if you have Jalen Ramsey there. Yeah, I mean, is that the best use of the resources, though, for Dallas? Say, say you have to give up a first-rounder this year. They're the 24th pick, I believe, and a second maybe next year. I'm not doing that. If you're Dallas? Uh, first-round pick? Yeah, first-round pick. 24. It's a low I end. know, but I need a wide receiver. So... Yeah, Unless I'm might. going to the free agency market for a wideout, which I don't know who you're getting there, I think I need to take a wide receiver with that 24. Is a 24th pick guaranteed of anything a wide receiver? Well, I mean, listen, for a while, the best wide receivers are coming from the second and the third round. <laughs> yeah, so take one in the second round. <laughs> Although well, you just, just give up your second round here. The other thing is Dalton Schultz, like they just franchise tagged him last year, if I'm re- remembering that correctly. This is supposed to be a very strong tight end draft. 
I'm not yeah, a huge so person about taking tight ends in the first round, but you need offensive weapons before I need corners. You can definitely get a tight end in the third or fourth round. Like Dalton Schultz was, wasn't he a third or fourth round? I know. I'm just, I'm just looking at areas of need that also match up with this draft. I don't know if I'm doing that for Jalen Ramsey, but you're right. The teams nah. that do want him, like Philly, Buffalo, those, those are all the teams that are like totally strapped against the salary cap. It's not just the cap, too. It's how much, you know, I think they're going to want a high draft pick. They're going to want a high draft pick. So Dallas, I think, is a little higher than Buffalo, a little higher, definitely higher than Philly. Yeah. So I think they have a chance. I I think it's going to be a team with an even higher pick. They'll get Ramsey. Okay, last one. We got to, and I need your help on this one. All right. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is the big name on the trade market. Everybody wants Cardinals wide receiver. Nobody thinks he's going to stay there. They don't seem to like each other. Kyler Murray probably won't be healthy be the beginning of the season. There's no reason for them to be there. So we know the teams who need a wide receiver. Baltimore is top of the list. Yep. But this is not a Baltimore move. They no. they don't have the cap space. They cannot. They don't have the assets. It's not going to happen. It seems like this is not against the grain. This is a popular opinion. The New York Giants and DeAndre Hopkins, or the New England Patriots and DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the New York Giants and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. If you're going to invest in Daniel Jones. You got to help him become a better passer, and that is the easiest way to do it. Not cheap. I am totally making up the salary cap ramifications, but Hopkins and the Giants seems like the best marriage to me. Okay, I'm surprised you would say this because you have a steadfast rule about wide receivers, and what do you always say? What? You don't like wide receivers after they turn 30. You think 30 is the cutoff for wide receivers, and DeAndre Hopkins turned 30 this past June. Yeah, he's a possession so he'll receiver. So he'll be 31. So my other thing about Hopkins, and he's so good, but he played 10 games in 2021, obviously, because yeah. he got suspended, and then nine games, or tw- 10 games in 2021, nine games this year. I think Are we mar- sure he's still in his prime is what I'm asking. I think the market will reflect that. I think you're talking about a second or third round pick for Hopkins. You might be right. I mean, there's also no other receivers on the market. Like, yeah, basically, Brandon the Bengals, Cooks. like, laughed at people who thought that T. Yeah. Higgins was going to be available. We'll see what actually happens. And he wouldn't even be a free agent. And, like, Kenny Galladay just got cut. Mm. Like, there's not yeah, a lot of great names. It's Hopkins and Cooks. Brandon Cooks, who's on and the Brandon market Cooks, every year. who has been he's, on how many teams? He's great, though. I, will, I, I like him as much as I like Hopkins. So, here's the thing about Hopkins. Daniel Jones needs a guy who can get an 11-yard catch. He does mm-hmm. not need a burner anymore. So I'm okay with an older sort of tight end slash wide receiver. Well, they should also be getting Wondell Robinson back, right? The Giants? Yeah, who's but a different type of... who knows what re- he is. He's a totally different type of... The Hopkins, they need... Daniel Jones needs to start throwing some passes, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to pay him all the money. I mean, he's money. a quarterback. You're right. <laughs> he does not throw ever. The, all he does is takes off. That's his entire game. Well, uh, let's hear a little bit from the Giants general manager. His name's Joe Shane. He's talking about Daniel Jones and how they're feeling the time crunch here. Yeah, the, you're starting to feel the time crunch a little bit. I wish we were a little bit closer on a deal uh, than what we are right now. But again, there's there's still time. Uh, we're going to circle back up again today at some point and, and meet with his representatives. And again, Daniel played well this year. We'd like to have him back. You know, again, we have different options in terms of whether it's contract extension or, or utilizing the franchise tag. If you're Jones, I mean, they have this sort of hanging over you that they can use the yeah. franchise tag. But again, the franchise tag for quarterbacks is $40 million. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine, though. For one year. Yeah, what I think teams really want to avoid is a long-term commitment, right? $40 million is ridiculous for Daniel Jones. But for one year, it's not going to bury the franchise. 
So we, by the, you're allowed to negotiate once you sign the franchise tag. You are. You but have the until problem July, is, I think. Your number gets pretty big. If you sign that tag, he's Daniel Jones going to be like, you're offering me 40 for next year? How about you give me that every year? <laughs> yeah, I would like that for five years. Yeah. So, I, I'm, sh- I'm shocked that this negotiation, it's still so early, it's March 3rd. But the idea, like, we're still far apart. And, like, I thought this negotiation was, quite frankly, going to go a little more like the Geno Smith in Seattle negotiation where no one's really saying anything, but it's all positive. Okay. You Although know? we don't really know what's going to happen there either. They might draft a quarterback, right? They did say they, you know, you're not usually in this position or they hope not to be in this position where they're drafting top five. So they could, the tag deadline is next week, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, and then they have until July. Camp, yeah, really until camp to sign them. So let's. Why not just do that? Yeah, I mean, this is the, this is the the one thing you want to avoid if you're a team, though, is that you tag the guy and then the dude doesn't sign the tag, which means he's not showing up to any of your OTAs, yeah, any of your off season stuff. Well, good thing he's not that good a quarterback, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that anybody would sigh relief in, in New York if I did? wouldn't say that in the negotiation. Do you think Daniel do you think Daniel Jones is gonna play our ball? No, but we're talking about teams that need quarterbacks, whether it's bridge quarterbacks or yeah. whatever, and we're throwing on the Baker Mayfields and your boy Andy Dalton and stuff. I mean, I, I, I think if Daniel Jones went to the open market, I do think he'd have a lot of suitors. Yeah, but honestly, and I think Samter's Jets would be one of Andy them. Andy Dalton's going to get paid seven million dollars for one year. Well, because he, but Jones would get more. I'm just saying he's going to be like. You think Daniel Jones is going to get that much less than Derek Carr? No, but Carr's going to get about thirty. But that has nothing to do with I think Jones ta- is going to get thirty. Right, but they're going to tag him for sure. Right. He's not going to not show up for the tag. You never know. Yes, you do. Well, maybe Daniel Dan- Jones and his pleated khakis is going to be Mr. Player Empowerment. <laughs> so all the no guys, way. it's the guys you never see coming. You know, he's got all these Duke business people probably giving him advice. Don't do it. You're worth more. This is a franchise that didn't even declare their fifth year option on them. You think that they're yeah. going to, they're not going to lose an ounce of sleep. With you. I know, but if not Daniel Jones, then who? Anybody. They just made Daniel Jones into a Pro Bowl level quarterback. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'd be worried that. Listen, you're right. Daniel Jones isn't like this awesome quarterback, but I'd be worried about just thinking, oh, I can replace him with anybody. It's not that. I think you tag him. I don't I don't think he's the guy who's going to all of a sudden. He looks like a rule follower is what you're saying? He wears pleated khakis. <laughs> he's from Duke. Yeah, I think and, are pleated khakis, are they back in? <laughs> I don't know. Were they ever in? I don't, not the way Daniel Jones wears them. I, I wouldn't worry <laughs> about that. Also, he doesn't have... He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not some superstar with no. all this leverage. I think Daniel Jones has to play ball with the team. He had 15 touchdowns last year. Proloff at some point is going to, what well, we think, we hope, is going to eat an entire jar of peanut butter. Uh, it's called the Proloff Peanut Butter Challenge. We hope it happens. It got us down a rabbit hole of unique peanut butter sandwiches. James is in Texas. James, you got something international for us. Yeah, how are y'all doing on this gorgeous afternoon? Great. Uh, yeah, actually, when uh, when uh, McLovin brought up the the Swedish peanut butter tasting cheese, Norwegian, but yeah, in, or Norwegian, <laughs> right, right, right. So when I was in college, I, I did a study abroad program, and the uh, the professor, like the chaperone, she actually was like super excited for us to try that cheese you're talking about. And coincidentally, it was because she was like, it's going to be so weird when you guys taste it. 
and everybody was like their mind was blown. It tasted like peanut butter. And when you brought that up, it reminded me of it. But the funny thing is, I was the wet blanket who wasn't surprised. Because down south, we got Fremunda cheese that also tastes like nut butter. Ooh, it's What's called, it called? Fremunda? Fremunda cheese. Oh, I see it. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. Tastes uh, exactly like nut butter. Hmm. Is it good? Uh, I would have to ask my girlfriend what she thinks. Oh, I don't think so, James. When the when the first thing that came up was oh I knew that was dirty okay. yeah ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah now I'm even upset that I Google this on a work computer we're already <laughs> potentially in hot water with management because we tried to go straight ahead with the peanut butter challenge what's funny about this yeah a lot of things there are a lot of things that were going awry early in that call yeah there were there were a couple of things that just like there was a red flag early in the call <laughs> there was a red flag early in the call. I don't even think the accent was real. That's what I was thinking. It sounds like a fake accent. Anyway, he got us. Was that the first red flag you had? No, it was something about how whenever somebody compliments me at the beginning of a call. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you know. That's a dead giveaway. (laughs) Especially somebody from DP show world. Mm. Then immediately. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. It's a, that's a deep love for you. Yeah. No, it's a deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> trust me. 855-212-4CBS. I thought the accent might have been fake. Uh, all right. Well, that does not do anything to what lies in front of us, which is waiting to get the call from our boss, Spike Eskin, to see whether or not we can actually do this. By the way, the times are coming in in the combine. What do you got? Lucas Van Ness, who's this hot defensive yeah. head. It's 4.64. The wet dude weighs 280. They're, these 40s are crazy. I know. And they I just they get were, faster and faster every year. I saw there were eight or something defensive tackles under 4'9", and defensive tackles <laughs> are 300 plus. They are incredible. All these people are so much faster than... I think the clock's gotten easier. Oh, you think they bend time? A clock's, what, more forgiving? Well, it's like baseball. I mean, you're telling me that all of a sudden everyone's throwing eight miles an hour faster than they did in the, in the 70s? Of course not. It's just the clocks are more lenient. No, <laughs> no they're using, like, sticky you know, uh, pine tar and stuff on their hands no. to get the uh, revolutions, you know, what the Astros were doing. No, 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 no. They changed the clocks. Nobody threw faster than Nolan Ryan. And Nolan Ryan's on anywhere near today's pitchers, right? Um, I think Nolan Ryan still would be. But no, but no, Nolan Ryan topped that right. about 99. But your average pitcher then, who we thought was throwing gas, was throwing like 87. No, no. You've heard this theory that the clock, that they changed the calibration on radar clocks. I've never heard that before. You're kidding. Me. I swear I you have. Guys, have you guys ever heard this? Is this like a conspiracy theory or something? Well, now there's there's 65 pitchers who throw over 100. And yeah. Yeah, the, the, the way they calibrate radar guns has changed. I always thought it was because they're getting more spin on the ball. Mostly because I thought they were, most of the people are, you know, using some kind of substance. Oh, okay. Yeah, like rosin mixed with sunscreen and like the sticky stuff. So if you watch the documentary of Nolan Ryan, he's obviously throwing it faster than Aralis Chapman, but Aralis Chapman's coming in at 105 (laughs) for the same pitch that Nolan was getting 98. I never thought it was attributed to the clocks. I've never heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I assume that was a given. That's like a great baseball conspiracy theory. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, coming up, play a little combine game of are they lying? Who... Told the biggest lie at the Combine. We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff right after this. 
Welcome back. The oh man, Maggie, the combine times are insane. Nolan Smith apparently just ran a four four reportedly. The Jeez. Georgia defensive end, former number one overall recruit. Okay, now I'm starting to think this is just silly. <laughs> well, they're you know they're preparing for this. I think. Oh man, I did tweet out what I said about how base. This is facts. Baseball. Guys do not throw that much harder now. The radar gun has changed. And I, I have about a million articles that were too boring for me to even get through. <laughs> There's just no way. There's some Phillies middle relievers throwing 102. You're telling me 102? It's That's a, not happening, Maggie. It's all a blur, I think, when it gets over like 92 or 93 yeah, so anyway. I think the timing is a little more lenient. Maybe the NFL tweaked things a little bit. Well, we'll see because like the pro days, we know we can't trust those clocks those at are ridiculous. all. That's like an 82-year-old scout with his head <laughs> on a, a thumb. Yeah, nobody don't even read a pro day. No, you can't even, like, some reason some, time doesn't, you know, bends at a pro day. Heights are weird. Like, yeah. guys are in shoes, cleats, There's no high computer heels. Timing it doesn't at, make any sense. There's no computer timing at a pro day. It's all handled. How I about do, this? There was, sorry, speaking of baseball, yeah. though, I did see something yesterday where the pitch clock, which has been pretty amazing so far in spring training, where... Uh, pitching Ninja put a side-by-side up. Rob did. He's so good. Of one pitcher getting through a full half inning, Perloff, before, who was like Pedro Baez or someone? Somebody who threw, who it was from 2016, one pitcher in spring training got through a half inning where the other pitcher didn't even throw a pitch all in the same amount of time, like up as a side-by-side. It was a minute and 50 seconds where one pitcher got through a half inning and another pitcher did not throw a pitch to home plate from 2016. This is going to be the best thing that ever happened to sports. It was Pedro Baez. Yeah. You're right. You see Theo Epstein is like sitting in a box, rubbing his head, just like throw home <laughs> for the love of all things. Holy, just throw a pitch. Anyway, way back in 2000. Yeah. yeah. And they won the world series. Then. Yeah. I, I understand. This is definitely an improvement. Is baseball going to catch fire this spring because of this? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's got a little catching up to do. Yeah, we'll appeal to the younger set. Well, we were just having a conversation before the show about whether the NBA is kind of going the way of baseball, which is yeah. everyone's really just interested in their own team and maybe a little bit less, you know, just the league in general. A little more regional as compared to national. We were all watching Kevin Durant, though, last night. Not really. It wasn't even on national TV, but yeah. It was not on national TV, but a lot of us, you know, get the league pass, so it's a little easier. Yeah, I don't think everyone was right. But Durant, yeah, the other thing, too, was that somehow we had a caller yesterday who mentioned the Hornets won five in a row leading to this game. Yeah. How did that team win five in a row without LaMelo Ball? <laughs> what is going on? It was a big shock when we found that out. <laughs> had not uh, been keeping up with the Charlotte so Hornets. Are you ready to declare the Suns the favorite to win the title? I am by a mile. <laughs> you were ready before the game last I mean, night, let alone... On. Durant. Kevin Durant gets to play with professionals again? Forget it. They're going to tear it. He has not played with a guy since he left Golden State. He hasn't let, played with a, a guy who's as professional as Devin Booker in a long time. This is going to be awesome. Here's a little from Durant last night after his big debut. A lot of nerves. I done played in almost a thousand basketball games, but uh, today I was uh, today I was nervous. You know, I was, it's a new team, new group. I want to do well. I want to play hard for them. And, and be coachable. So I was thinking about all of that today, but once the ball was tipped, my teammates were incredible and making me comfortable, and I just tried to go out there and play my game. Thanks to Bally Sports Arizona for the sound. I mean, it looked really good, but I would expect nothing less. I mean, despite the Hornets' big five-game win streak, I mean, they are not putting out a very good basketball team right now. If You couldn't have scripted it better for Durant and his teammates 
to have Charlotte as, well, I think that was, you know, on purpose. What an easy way to get back into things. I had a stat, though, that bothered me from this game. They won the game 105-91. KD, Booker, and Aiton shot 32 for 51, about 60%. The rest of the team was 10 for 40. Uh, Nobody could hit a shot. I think they were all, I think what happened was they were all sitting around watching KD and Booker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, the other guys, like, what? Who are the other Who guys? Who are these other guys? Yeah, they a, traded all their depth pieces away. That's a bit of an issue. I actually wonder that. And I was I'm so into this team to be the favorite. But do you need depth? Doesn't does the rotation shorten come playoff time? That's what I'm hoping on because they are bad after the first five. And nobody plays any defense. Luckily, if there was Charlotte on the schedule every night, Maggie, this would be a juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a little time to play Are They Lying Scouting Combine edition? We'll just go through a couple quick ones here. For you, we give you a quote, and you will tell you whether or not we think this general manager was lying or not. So let's get to it. The first one comes from Eric, uh, excuse me, Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, talking about their pursuit of a quarterback. There's got to be a guy worthy of it. Okay, I know everybody in the in America is going to say, like, this is what's great right now. Everybody has just automatically stamped that you've got to move up to one to get it right. I I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. I don't think this is a lie. What's a lie? He definitely doesn't want to move up to one. I don't think he does. You know, I wonder if this is a situation for Indy where they're picking fourth. Would they just be cool with whoever falls to them? A hundred thousand percent. I mean, it's kind of a big bet, though, to make for, for... Ballard, I mean, this could be it for him. This could be the last first-round pick he makes. If this doesn't go well, he'll be fired. You have four incredibly flawed top five picks. I mean, this is, again, there's no Trevor Lawrence here. Does it make that big a difference? Yeah, I think he's just kind of hoping it. He's kind of winging it on this one. Uh, let's go to Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta was talking about the deadline, which is Tuesday, to franchise tag Lamar Jackson. There's a couple different franchise tags. Uh, We're hopeful that we'll get a deal done with Lamar before that happens. But uh, sure, they're big numbers. We've known they're big numbers. We're prepared for that. And we've got four or five or six different plans based on what happens over the next 10 days. We both understand the urgency of the situation. It's been a good dialogue, a good discussion. I'm optimistic as I continue to be optimistic. Do they really want to get a deal done before Tuesday? Well, yeah, I mean, they want to on, on their terms. Yeah, that's. I'm wondering, do they really want to, you know? Why would they? Well, because maybe you try to call his bluff that he would actually play on the franchise tag. Right. And then you get another year. Listen, this isn't great because then, you know, he could leave after that year or whatever, But you and you would get nothing in return for him. But I don't know if I'm wondering more and more, do they really want to do a deal? Do they want to meet him anywhere close to his asking? I think they do. I think they want to give him. I think they'd love to walk away 180 guaranteed, 300 over seven years or something. Uh, I think they would love whatever. They just don't want to do Deshaun size. Yeah. I I bet you they. Wouldn't you be happy if you were the Ravens if you walked out with the second biggest deal? If I were Lamar. No, if you're the Ravens and you had the second biggest deal of any oh. quarterback, so you're not resetting the whole market yes, around Deshaun yes, Watson, yes. but you're the number two deal. I think I, you would you would probably feel lucky. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't have to go to make him the highest paid quarterback, I think you'd feel lucky. I think that's what he's talking about. He, they already want, last year was one thirty three was the report. So say they come in and say, "Listen, Lamar, will you take one hundred eighty five million dollars guaranteed? We'll make it a long Mahomes like deal." Yeah, 
That's not bad, right? That's an offer. I know, but I don't know if Lamar's going to play ball with I that. agree with you. I, I think Lamar is the big sticking point. I think the Ravens want this done. I don't think Lamar wants anything less than Deshaun Watson. Well, and also, Lamar, I think, has made a pretty... Well, he hasn't made it clear, but there was always a thought that he'll ride this thing out. He'll, I think he'll play on the franchise tag, and I yeah. think he'd play on the second tag and then hit true free agency at, like, 28 years old. Oh, I, I think he would, too. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think yeah, definitely the Ravens want it done. I don't think Lamar definitely wants it done. Last one for you. This is from Samter's Jets head coach Robert Sala. Where are you guys on Mike White? Uh, would you like to have him back in the quarterback? <laughs> oh yeah, no, Mike. Mike, uh, feel like I probably should be talking about him more. Mike, Mike deserves uh, every bit to be talked about. He should be on this roster also. They better like prey on their lucky stars that Mike White's on this roster. I mean, what else are you doing? You're really bringing Flacco back? You got Zach Wilson, but you can't trust him. And now you're, you know, doing multiple dinners with Derek Carr and hoping Rodgers returns your phone calls? They got to pray that Mike White wants to come back and play with them. Wait, but at the expense, not just Mike White. No, you need more, but you need Mike White on that roster. as a. You need him as a safety net. I... I mean, just sign a backup quarterback like everybody else. Well, well I why think do you need Mike White? You're saying you need Mike White as a backup. I think you need Mike White as a backup. You can find a Mike White as a backup, can you? I don't know. The Jets, this is, doesn't come that easy to them. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a Chad Henney type somewhere out there. <laughs> well, no, I think Joe Flacco <laughs> is their other guy. I think that... They, Joe Douglas loves Joe Flacco. I think the number one biggest concern is their starting quarterback. Well, of course it is. But I would make sure Mike White's in the building. Really? Everybody loves him. And... He got hurt last year, and he got hurt the year before, actually. But there's something about that guy in the in New York City that just sort of jives. I would bring him back. But his stats are so bad. That's why I was wondering. Well, I mean, I mean, he's a veteran who's got way more t- interceptions and touchdowns. I just that kind of thing worries me a little bit. <laughs> he can hand the ball off to Brees Hall if if Hall's healthy. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, coming up. Ooh, this was a bit bit interesting. Major event happening this weekend. Well, of course, the scouting combine. But another cultural event happening this weekend. And the details are getting leaked. Tell you about that after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. We've lost Perloff. He's down the rabbit hole. He's calling BS on all these 40 times. Okay. (laughs) Look at it. There's a thing now... (laughs) So they just had the fastest defensive tackle time in combine history, beating Aaron Donald by point two. Another pit defensive tackle. And Nolan Smith from Georgia is challenging the all-time defensive end outside linebacker record. Maybe they're just fast. These two guys are that fast, coincidentally? I think that the NFL Network is, yeah, I'm going to say it. I think they're making it into a good TV show by making these all seem super fast. Whoa. Wow. That would be unscrupulous. I don't know. This is just too coincidental. Every time we see these guys who are weighing 330 pounds riding four sixes, <laughs> I guess that you... Bigger, stronger, faster, probably. Do you remember anybody coming into this draft saying this is the biggest, strongest, fastest draft of all time? No. Well, they will be after this combine. Maybe I you, think so. Oh, you're alleging that not enough people are giving this uh, draft class enough buzz, so now the NFL no, no, no. in cahoots with the NFL Network is getting together to make these guys look superhuman? I think that there's been some tweakage in how they record these because you're coming down to a hundredth of a second. I know, but what's the motivation? I think the NFL the NFL wants the combine to be a good TV show and gaudy times make it a good TV show. 
I think the the answer is that Perloff, you need to just watch scouting combine footage for the next three days with a stopwatch and clock it and <laughs> yeah. see how official and how accurate they're actually being. So and then it, it, uncover the truth. You watch Nolan Smith from Georgia run. I'm watching it on Twitter. It does not look like what a four 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 is. A four 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 is. Joey Galloway or something. That's a wide receiver number. <laughs> you know what's funny? So, you know, a lot of coaches are not going to the combine anymore, or specifically like Shanahan, McVeigh, a couple of these guys, because they said, why should I go when I can just watch it on TV? But if the TV is going to lie to you about the times, don't you want to be there in person to be like, I don't know if I trust that 445. Right, but you can't do anything with your your the handheld 40. The old eye test, Perloff. Yeah, but I don't even think these guys care that much anyway. Well, they clearly don't. They're not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've told I, us what they think of the combine. No, I don't think they care that much about whether a guy is 4.44 or 4.49. I mean, yeah. I think we've this, got a, we've a got little a, bit of window dressing. We've got a little Dan Campbell from the Lions speaking to that. It's a spectacle. And to me, it's more, at this point, just to be able to sit with these guys, for us to be able to do these formal interviews or informal is, to me, the biggest part of all this. It's not even the working out portion. Like, to me, you grade them off the tape. You don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around on 40 with no defender around. <laughs> I want to see somebody run the 40 in pajamas now. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, like little footy pajamas, just too. Like with, or you know, silk, you know? Yeah, like, with a hood that had, like, you know, bear ears or something. <laughs> Children's PJs. <laughs> Let's get to our Casamigos shot of the day. He shoots! And, he and the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day, well, it's been dicey around here. We thought Perloff was going to eat a jar of peanut butter on the show today. Turns out, Probably should have run that by the bosses. We didn't. So now we've got to wait and see for the higher-ups to give us the green light. I do not know if I could get through this bottle of peanut butter. <laughs> oh, my God. You were so confident. I. It's so dry in my You're mouth. You're not backing out. Okay, so should you be allowed to drink water while you eat this peanut butter? I'm not even getting four bites in if I can't drink water. <laughs> right now, my mouth will barely open from one gigantic bite just to prove I wasn't allergic. This is a mountain we're also, about to climb. Also, you have to coherently host a radio show uh, while you do this. Nah, Stu and I are yeah, preparing yeah. ourselves to be co hosts <laughs> yeah. We're not raising ready. the bar. The I, mean, like, show. <laughs> I don't normally coherently host a radio show. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> Man, that clip, though, made it seem like you might be thinking about backing out. You are not backing out. If management says yes, you're a go. I'm just waiting for the green light, Maggie, okay. and I'm ready to go. Although, today has made me think about it a lot. Because <laughs> just two spoonfuls of Skippy, I might need to consider the brand. I might need to consider the spoon. Every detail has got to be right for me to, to really get a good time here. Okay, well, until we get a, you know, a decision on our fate. You have a little time here to workshop, you know, go back to the grocery store, see what they have. Do you think we'll have an update by tomorrow? I don't know. I, we got to see a spike in tomorrow. We'll have to we'll have to talk. I mean, yeah. I feel like Spike and Legal will reach out to us, but I do like how Perloff made up his own Mary Poppins song just to spoonful, a spoonful of, of peanut you know, butter. Skippy, yeah. <laughs> the <Just> one <laughs> You want to sing it? Go ahead. Just a spoonful of Skippy helps the Peanut butter go down, the peanut butter go down. Good thing we have a couple days to workshop this. We can get going <laughs> on that song. Everything, yeah. Now everything's on the table, too. Yeah. I. How I, long is it going to take you? Yeah, I do think we have to cover our bases here. 
I'm not saying we have a full EMT team here, but I do think I, I want some medical support. Okay, well, let's go to Stan. He's in Kansas. Stan, it says here you're trained on CPR. Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I think last time I called in about a month ago, I was driving. So I'm, I'm still I'm driving to a, another basketball game here to watch. But, hey, uh, I, am, I actually teach first aid CPR to the bus drivers in a school district that I help uh, uh, work at. So if you need me to, I can take the red-eye fly. But I live right in the middle of Kansas. So I don't know how long I, that would take me. But I also preach... So I'd have to tell my congregation that there's no church on Sunday, so I'd probably get nailed to the cross. Well, listen, hey, Stan, it's about sacrifices, right? I mean, hey, everyone right. will understand. That's, that's right. Close to Easter, of course they will. Yeah, that, that's uh, a big theme. The, sec- the second thing, uh, in college, we used to do egg-sucking contests, okay? I don't know if you guys ever done that in college. No, is this a prank call? No, no, it's not. I heard that one call before. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so he just sucked the eggs, you know, and everything. I, I actually had six that one, one night there, so it was pretty good. Wait, hey, oh, but, hold on. I'm not but, trying to, like, make this weird, but you mean yeah. just eating them, right? No, no, you, you poke, you poke a, a hole on both sides, and you hold your finger on one end, right? And then you just suck the egg, the egg yolk. Like yeah, Rocky Raw Ball. egg yolk? Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, we, okay, college, okay? We weren't very smart. <laughs> and uh, But you had to have some liquid courage to begin with, okay? I think I had six. But, hey, I know time's running out. The third thing I want to say is, uh, you know, I'm a football fan. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, of course. Uh, but I really, I mean, I followed football, but I hadn't really started following football again until I started listening to you guys. So, you know, I, I travel a lot. I visit people in nursing homes. But I have, from two, here in Kansas, it's two, two to five. So I have you guys on all the time. Oh, well, thank awesome, you, dude. Stan. So, and keep doing that good work. Thank you. Appreciate that. What's funny to me is if I had a lot of liquid courage in me, Yeah. the last thing I want to eat is a raw egg. That's a huge tradition of mixing raw eggs and booze. Really? Oh, yeah. Tradition for who? You've ever had, I think it has a name when you crack an egg into a, a beer or whiskey. I've seen some egg whites and some fancy, super bougie yeah, cocktails. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, let's look at that. I feel like I've, I've seen people do that. No, but if, I, if I'm if i eating, if I'm drinking a lot, I want like a pizza or like, I don't know, egg roll or something. I don't want a raw egg. So, right. You need it's something a, greasy to it's soak a, it it's up. A, it's a famous also uh, hangover cure is a raw egg. Something with booze, something spicy. But how about that scene in Rocky in the beginning where yeah. he mixed up all the raw? I assume all boxers ate raw eggs. <laughs> they don't? I mean, I assume that Sylvester Stallone got it from somewhere, right? How many takes do you think he did of that? Hopefully just one. That was super gross. It spilled all over his sweatshirt. I think raw eggs is something that people it's do. Salmonella. It used to be a thing a long time ago until like science came around. And we're like, oh, by the way, you shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, quickly, we got to get to Chad, who's in Green Bay. Chad, we told you to call today because Perloff was going to sleep on yeah. your bet. How you I- doing, Chad? Good, guys. Sounds like you made a choice, so what you got, Perloff? So I've been thinking about it. You get Res- the, reset this is it. a $100 bet. Who goes further in the playoffs, your Milwaukee Bucks or the team of my choice? I don't get the field. So I thought long and hard about this, Chad. The loser has to give 100 bucks to the charity of the other's choice. Now, I, I think the Phoenix Suns are the favorite to win the NBA title, but I'm not picking them. Whoa. 
Because, come on, their their average age is 47 years old. <laughs> they could easily get an injury. I'm going to go head-to-head, mano-a-mano, the two best teams in the East. I will take the Boston Celtics to go against your Milwaukee Bucks. Whoever goes further gives up 100 bucks. What do you think, Chad? Fair? I got you. And a pie in the face. Wait, what? Wait, wait. I thought you were just taking the pie, Chad, from your wife who just wanted to pie you in the face for fun. Oh, I can just do that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we can just do 100 bucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, yeah, We can't yeah, go yeah. back to the pie. Yeah. We just did the pie. Felt like you tried to, <laughs> to pencil in a pie in the face <laughs> at the end of the show there, Chad. Yeah, I do got to say that I did play the clip for my wife yesterday when I got home, and she thinks you guys are funny. She did think it was a little weird that you guys were debating our sex life, but... <laughs> well, 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 you know, listen, you called us. Listen, you're the one who mentioned the whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And it was weird when you mentioned the handcuffs. We were just like, well, why, Chad? Okay. Yeah, you don't need handcuffs to throw a pie <laughs> in somebody's face. Uh, Chad, we like it. You're locked in. You versus Perloff. $100 to the charity, the other's choice. And Perloff, I got you're the taking Celt- the Celtics. Wearing a 76ers hat today, no, mind you. I'm, it's a bit of an emotional hedge. But what do you think, Maggie? That's the best choice, right? Love it. Chad, uh, we'll put you on hold for a second. Samter, oh, I dropped him. Shoot. We'll have to get Chad's info. I'm sorry. Chad will call back. We ha- Hopefully, Chad will call back. I want to avoid the West. I'm not getting anything. To- it's obviously in the East. At least I get, I think we get a head-to-head battle in the conference title. I think you chose wisely. Definitely. Yeah, that was smart. You did sleep on it. Good job. I um, thought about the Lakers and decided no, <laughs> despite their big win last night. <laughs> Thank you to Mike Samter, to Stu Kovacs, to Rick Spielman, who joined us early in the show. The Weedos and the Purple Drinkers in the chat, you guys are fantastic. Everybody on the phones. See you tomorrow, hopefully with an update on the Pearl Off Peanut Butter Challenge.